Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Takedown. Today's guest is one of my best internet friends. And, ooh. Uh, ooh, yes. He's one of my best internet friends. We are co-authors of a children's novel, mm-hmm. and this is the single greatest Bud Light commercial musician on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're saved in my phone as Pat Bigfoot. What's up, Bigfoot Pat? That's good. I like that. Did I send you the uh, that football song? Did yeah. I... Yeah. Oh my! God. I never finished it, but I have been. I have been doing more recording now because I have, uh, like, for example, right now, my son goes to bed at seven p.m. Mm-hmm. and then my my uh, wife's on night shift. So then I'm I stay up till like one a.m. So now I have this window of time open where I I can, uh, I got a little bit of me time back you're at night because like- you can. You're still in like the the golden the golden months of sleep too. What do you mean? The, so it's, I'm gonna be regressing or something or what? It's, what color? What okay. me- metallic structure am I moving today? So I'm at gold right now. Let me How tell far? you. It's it's good now, but it's not like like so. My daughter usually goes to bed at eight thirty at the latest. Here lately, bro, she's been staying up. She's been a little bit of a night owl and she's up and down all night. You'll hit you'll hit those those little periods. They're coming up, dude. Where where he's just gonna be like, nope, I'm not going to bed, Dad. Here's a subject that that's come up um, that I like to talk about. Now that I think of it, is you know I've been um, like talking with other people who have children too, and there's this thing that keeps popping up that I'm I've I've briefly mentioned it, and I say um, this is involving poop, by the way, just oh, a yes, forewarning. But so I mean, his when I change him. His hands have been getting closer and closer to the poop area of the butt. So, like, I mean, eventually, I don't think I, like, unless you, like, strap down their arms every time you change their their butt, that, like, they're eventually they're going to be getting into some doo-doo down there. And then, so that's just cracked the lid. And then people will say, oh, just wait till they smear it on the wall. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And And it's multiple people have told me about if you don't wake up, before they like would wake up in the morning, they could just dunk down there, grab some, grab some and just... brown play-doh, and start doing some artwork on the wall. Have you encountered this? No. Is this no. is this happening? No. Okay. So <laughs> no, it, it, it could be a generalization then that only some people have to deal with. I tell you what, dude. Like I don't really talk about it like a lot, but I have talked about it on here before. I think once before. I'm like a super insomniac. Like so even. Like, I don't go to bed until real late anyways, and I wake up super early. But even, like, throughout the night, like, I'm up and down, like, all night, like, in and out of bed. And, like, um, like I just don't sleep very well at all. And I think it's, like, borderline. Like, I think it's more anxiety-based than actual insomnia-based. But I suppose the two are kind of, like, hand-in-hand. But um, so, like, I'm constantly, like, going over and checking on her. So, like, usually, like, there's not really many times where she'll wake up before, like, us. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So you can you've been able to to be there, yeah, to prevent to that. prevent the the poop on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. The doo doo art. Yeah, dude. Let me tell you, I I have a problem with mucus. Like I so like, I know this is like pretty gross, but other people sneezing like like mucus and saliva, I think, are like my two number one and number two. Like I just can't do it. You know what I'm hmm. saying? So, like, she sneezed in my face the other day, and I was like, oh, no, this is disgusting. And I'm literally just, 
like kind of sitting there just making this face and she's just laughing and giggling she, like she doesn't understand you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i was just like mortified i was like oh my gosh like please where's the baby wipes <laughs> like it was so disgusting to me dude poop and like like pee like it doesn't really bother me as much as like mucus does though interesting how about like oh so like a mucus and saliva because i don't know if like like the drooly face oh, like, yeah. did she have it's so terrible. did that like that that was a pet peeve of yours where you always have like a spit rag around or something dude even now like i carry like i continuously keep a rag with me like a, hmm. like a handkerchief just for that gotcha yeah i just i don't i don't know dude like i don't know if there's like something like if somebody sneezed on me as a child and it just mortified me and like put this fear into me or what i just do not like mucus and so you oh go, go ahead. ahead sorry oh so my girl uh had like a sinus infection and she like blew her nose like literally like three feet away from me and it just like it sent chills down my body i was like oh god <laughs> so you don't do the nose frida where you like suck the booger out with a tube i do and i hate it oh okay. Wait, we have the electric one do you have the electric one I- I don't know. I've never, I've never done it. I don't, I don't know when like the right time to do, to, I, like every time that I've gotten a booger out of a nose, I can kind of just like use my finger to get it. I've uh, never had to use the sucking thing yet. My wife used it, but I don't. Are you guys cutting teeth like hardcore? Um, off of dead bodies or something? Wait, did we just jump topics? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the, no, not yet. Nope. We're we. I've felt around in there too, and I, I haven't felt anything, but. I mean, it's got to be coming up here eventually, when right? The teeth, well, yeah, when the teeth start coming, the nose will start running a whole lot. Uh, yeah. That's got to suck to be yeah. growing teeth. I'm not, my, I have baby, I have baby teeth. Like, not, I don't actually have baby teeth, but I have, like, insensitive, or sensitive teeth. Like, I, but I can do that thing where you can, you can put your mouth or teeth on some ice cream for a second. That doesn't really bother me whatsoever. But um, I don't know what it is. I had, I had like shark teeth before I got braces and then I got a, got them all like fixed up, but they're like moving back as I, I haven't had braces and you know, I don't even remember when I got them off, but they're, they're starting to like move again. So then they can be, uh, Do you wear just, like I don't like teeth stuff. Nope. I, I had one for a while and then, uh, eventually that went away. I mean, I just stopped habitually using it, you know? I feel like a lot of people lose them and they just like never really go back you know what i mean you got yours oh i've I've never had braces oh lucky i was actually jealous of like the kids that had braces because like for the longest time um like when i was like younger like before i got like my adult teeth like i had like slightly crooked teeth and i remember being like like young dude like super young and just always being like super self-conscious about my teeth Hmm. and like wanting braces and all and then i guess like they kind of told my parents like oh it's pretty useless if you do them like he's just gonna lose the teeth but even like like that young age bro like i think i think in first grade like my first grade like my school photo for first grade like i'm missing like two teeth did you have your wisdom teeth taken out no hell no nah. oh man that sucks too that was a it was a little bit rougher recovery than i had anticipated but I mean, you're you're pulling teeth out of your head, so it was pretty rough, though. How old were you when you done yours? I just got it done last year. I got them done, taken out, like all four of them at the same time. Oh fuck, dude! I wonder, <laughs> if it's, I wonder if it's like worse as you get older. You know what I mean? Like, like if you were to get them done at like 
18, like I wonder if it would feel slightly better than at 25 or 26, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, you're knocked out the whole time. It's just the recovery part. And maybe just the fact that if I got him out when I was 18, then it would just be farther away in terms of time goes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's Teeth are like a weird thing, bro. Like I have like a really weird interest in teeth now. Like I, I watch everybody's teeth. Huh. Like I, because I've had like dental work done, you know what I mean. So like, after I had my dental work done, like now I just look at everybody's teeth and I'm just like, oh, buddy. <laughs> What'd you have done? Uh, I had I had an implant and I had uh, some veneers. Would you get some uh, double D veneers? No, no, no. They're not. They're not super huge. They actually match really good, which like, I'm super thankful for. My shit was chipped really bad. But what you? I was gonna ask like that was I had a. I wanted to know if you got like ever got hit and then uh, a tooth came out or something with all your fighting. Is that how you chipped it or something no, different? No, no, no. I actually chipped it in like an accident. But I actually, so when I was wrestling, I think it was my junior year, a kid that was a senior actually lost a tooth uh, like wrestling. But he lost it in like the most unconventional way ever. He like, he shot in on like a deep, deep, deep ankle pick, bro. And so like what it is, like, did you, you wrestled, right? Nope. No? Okay, so... Um, so like what an ankle pick is, like if we're both in our stance, like he dropped down and put essentially like his shoulder, like right beside like his neck, like that little portion of your shoulder. Like he put that on the dude's ankle and then he was like, he cups with uh, one hand, like on the back of the heel and you try to pull it out and like, kind of like, it's like a trip almost, right? Um, I'm sorry, not an ankle pick, an ankle dive. I'm sorry. So like he was doing this ankle dive and when he, when he pulled the foot, I guess he had his mouth open, and the kid's shoestring hit the tooth and just, like, broke it clean off, like, in half. Hmm. Yeah. So, other um, than that, yeah. I've never been in a fight where I've, like, lost a tooth. But one of my buddies got in a bar fight one time and lost one of his front teeth. And I was like, oh, bud. Oh, no. That's <laughs> not good. I mean, not only, like, if you even if you win the fight, like, it still kind of looks like you got your ass kicked. Yeah, I, yeah, this, yeah. This is a hard one to come back from. I'm looking at the ankle pick. I just wanted to see what that looked like. You were describing it to me, but I see the pictures now. So then it was the shoelace. A shoelace, yeah. It like yeah. caught, it like caught the tooth and broke it off like clean at the gum line. He needed mm. to go. Yeah, he needed to go get it fixed. How fast? Do, so like, uh, your your daughter has teeth. Like, are they already starting to fall out, or does that take like years for that to happen? No, like, I, I don't even know when. That... I think it takes years because they're not even like they're they're in, but they're not. Like, I'll send you a picture when we get off the live. But okay. Um. Yeah. Like they're in, but they're not. Like it's it's awkward. <laughs> gotcha. Like they're not like set or anything. They're just like slowly coming in little by little. It's so weird how your body like just grows teeth. You know what I mean? Oh, have you ever seen a the picture of the like a child's skull? before teeth come in no. you like both you have, oh give that a quick google because you they actually have them all there they're just they just haven't like descended down into your face i'm gonna google so, this right now yeah what you need I to google? check toddler skull the child the child skull yeah and you can see um some of the pictures you can see that you can oh god okay so for anybody is that crazy is it weird for anybody listening just google toddler skull teeth right now and it will mortify you <laughs> It looks like, you know those Day of the Dead tattoos that people get? Yeah, yeah. It's like low-key, like I kind of want one, but this is like the most accurate-looking depiction of that, right? Yeah, it looks strange. Yeah, this is... The mouth region is messed up. Yeah, this is crazy. See, I knew that our conversation would go balls to the walls real quick. We went straight from poop to like... 
like skulls and shit, like teeth. Like. So uh, for yeah. everybody listening, Pat actually has his own podcast. I'm going to plug you really quick. Pat has his own podcast called Sink Into Sunday, which I was a guest on episode two, right? Yep. Yeah, so that I think it was back in like May. And uh, yeah, he has a really good podcast. Everybody should go check it out and download it. Um, but our conversation on there was pretty wild too, wasn't it? We, we kind of covered a lot of shit. I do. I'm a topic jumper. I, I'll go. I like. Uh, I can just float away, and I need to be brought back down sometimes. But uh, but I'm uh, exploring things is cool, and I'm wondering right now why you're into teeth. You said like, oh, I ever since I got my thing done, now I look at, I watch people's teeth, is what you said. Okay, so I don't I don't want to sound like super judgmental, right? Yeah. But. Okay, so after I got my dental work done, like, now I'm noticing, like, everybody else, uh, like, if they need dental work. Like, if if people have, like, chipped teeth. Like, I feel like I see things more because I've spent so much time at the dentist, like, getting my, like, my teeth fixed. I feel like I see a lot more imperfections now. Okay. Um, but, like, in a way, because, like, 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 when I was growing up, dude, like, me, like me and you talked like a couple times now and we've kept in contact you know like i grew up like in appalachian america bro so like teeth care and like dental hygiene like oral hygiene just isn't i mean i don't want to say like it's not like practiced in full but like it's not uh like it takes the back burner to a lot of stuff it's a mountain doing cigarettes yeah yeah man mountain dew cigarettes meth mouth i mean i mean it's just (laughs) you know it's just one of those things like kind of gets overlooked right so um like now like now that i've um like started having all this dental work done i'm just seeing like things that i just never really noticed before because it was so normal for me like does that make sense because like it was like my normal to like i myself had a chipped tooth or like i had chipped teeth and like these other people around me do so like i don't notice it as much you know what i'm saying yeah yeah now now that you know and what can be done yeah you're scoping out some other jobs for dentists maybe you can be like a, a dentist broker be like I'm, i've seen this guy and then you can try to make some like you get 10 percent off a referral or something i hope that i don't need that many more appointments that like 10 percent referrals are gonna help maybe they'll just pay me like they'll just sponsor me yeah speaking of sponsors i'm drinking while we're talking bigfoot i'm drinking <laughs> i'm just gonna continuously call you bigfoot that's okay um, I'm drinking a Coors beer, which is oh. brewed. It is brewed with Colorado barley and Rocky Mountain spring water. Mm. I bet Bigfoot's out there. Dude, do you believe in Bigfoot? Mm-hmm. So I done a podcast recently, right? And it was these two. Okay, so just to give you like a little premise, um, I had this this woman on my podcast, right? Her name is Miranda. She hosts a podcast called Drinking in Class. And so she came and done my podcast, and I was going to go do hers, uh, her and her friend's podcast afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. So something ended up happening, like, um, like timeline-wise, like, schedule-y. 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 Uh, schedule-y. Uh, schedule-wise, something ended up happening, and her co-host couldn't join, so it was just me and Miranda. And so what they had planned was they bought, um, they went on the Amazon bookstore or whatever and bought Bigfoot Erotica. And they were going to read it, and then I was supposed to rate it of 1 through 10 rating at the end of the podcast. And, dude, after after that podcast, like, now I don't want Bigfoot to exist. <laughs> like I'm, it, I'm uh, you definitely got my wheels turning up here with uh, 
I just had to go into incognito mode and to, to Google search Bigfoot erotica. Bro, it's so bad. And so I know I know that Miranda and Janet and all of the drinking in class listeners are listening to this podcast. So if you are listening, thank you guys for traumatizing me for life. Uh, but yeah, dude, it it is unreal that people actually sit down and write this stuff. Like, it, it blew my mind. Like, while she was reading, I was just like, somebody actually sat down at a computer and typed this whole thing out. And then they genuinely said to themselves, you know what? I bet this can sell. And then they had zero shame. And they took it to a publisher and got it published in paperback. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's I like a, that. That takes yeah. balls, dude. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, yeah, it kind of reminds me of, um, like, early porn days of, like, it looks like uh, like there's actually, like, stuff going on. Um, or in like a in a scene and uh, in a in a plot that's happening like this one on a week a week long outing in Mount Hood National Forest, what begins as a flirty, fun filled trip, soon turns into a nightmare when an ape like creature kidnaps a group of teen girls with the purpose of procreating with them. Yeah. Thus begins the erotic adventure of a lifetime and an inconceivable love story between a young woman and her horny squatch. <laughs> <laughs> This is a horror erotica one. Come for Bigfoot Volume One, books one through five. Dude, you see why? Like, wow. You see why I hate it it here? I hate it here. What do you mean? I'm so ready for Elon Musk to blast off into Mars, and then I can just go to Mars and just unplug. You know what I'm saying? No social media, no no bullshit, none of this Bigfoot erotica. I don't know. It's kind of. I mean, really, there, there, anything that you can possibly think of is is there isn't it like if you no matter you could come up with like the, the most fucked up thing possible and type it into google and there's someone writing a, a horror erotica book about it genuinely so if this was a novel and it was just that like it was just a horror novel where like a bunch of friends go camping in the woods and something kidnaps them and is trying to like let's say kill them then that's like readable for me but they're trying to dude they're trying to they're trying to fuck bigfoot Maybe you need a Hardy Boys version of this where you could do a choose your own adventure and then it has like a not safe for work option and you can just <laughs> you can just skip those pages. You can go the other way. At the end of it it says, Would yeah. you like to grasp his penis or would you like to <laughs> would you like to stab him through the heart? Turn to page sixty nine. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. yeah, see this is dude, it was it was so bad. I couldn't stop laughing, bro, so I had to keep muting my microphone. And uh, so Miranda, if, if Miranda's listening, I truly apologize because I had to keep muting my microphone. And then I would just keep stopping her. I was like, wait, stop. Does it really, I'm too horned it, up. I was like, you does gotta it, stop. No, I was like, does it really fucking say that? And she was like, I swear. <laughs> she was like, I'll send you screenshots right now. I was like, yo, there's no way somebody actually wrote this. But no, it is legit. She paid physical U.S. dollars for it. And I thank her because that was one of the funniest podcasts I've ever done. But I'm gonna write hate mail to the uh, to the author. I think. No. Mm. That's so creative. No. Virginia Wade. Yep. She. You know the one. He's tall. Harry lives in the wood and has really big fit feet. And you know what that means. <laughs> Some of the horror. Oh yeah, comfort Bigfoot. Wow. Does it not just make you like just just want to punch somebody? She's a New York Times and USA Today best-selling author of erotica and erotica erotic romance, known for her monster sex series. What? Yep. Are you the naughty retelling of Jane Austen's most popular novels and a series on lusty Vikings in Come for the Viking? I think she just 
That's what she does. You just pick something. Um, she just picks up an old school like you, American just, literature novel and she says, you know what? Come for this. <laughs> uh, come for Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Come, you, for, come for Hamlet. She just covers all the Shakespeare shit. Come for Pizzagate. Maybe you can maybe you can weasel oh, that in there. Oh, dude. You can do both of those. You can combine conspiracy, horror, erotica. Yeah, but um, we, you, you come for Pizzagate does not work because... Okay, so you asked me before the podcast got started, you wanted me to break down a conspiracy for you, right? I want to know. I want to be enlightened because I'm just... I'm way too out of the loop on conspiracies, so I need to, I need to come for conspiracy. Okay, so... <laughs> After we finish our children's novel, we're just going <laughs> to jump straight into like some wild shit. You got to keep that uh, your skills rounded out with everything. You know, you got to open up all the doors, okay? They're going to say, New York Times bestsellers, Bigfoot Pat and, and Littlefoot JT. And then, you know, they're going to they're gonna, you know, post our children's novel. And they're going to say, well, what, what else did they write? Uh, it's, it's not important. No, I don't, yeah, just don't click it. Don't, don't click the link in, in yeah. the no, um, so Pizzagate is this, well, I, it's a conspiracy, right? But it's, in my mind, it's pretty well been proven that essentially um, the DNC, right? So let's just say uh, Hillary, Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton's political, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Her uh, team around her. Right, Posse. John, John Podesta, yeah, her her political crew or whatever, right? Um, all would take part in the, um, I guess, the rape and abuse of smaller children. And so it was kind of based out of this Washington D.C. Uh, pizza joint called Comet Pizza or Comet Ping Pong. I'm sorry where these children were being like kept and essentially the pizza place was like the um i guess like a like it was like storage for them like kids would come through there and stay before they like went wherever they were going essentially but pizza was the like term that they would use in emails and text messages Mm. Pizza was like the code name. Instead of saying, hey, bring that little boy here, they'd say, hey, are you bringing pizza tonight? And then so you can actually go to uh, wikileaks.org and go. They have a separate section on WikiLeaks just for Hillary's emails. And just type in the word pizza and just start reading through. And you're going to see, dude, like, like none of those emails make sense with the context given. And so um, essentially what they're saying is these children were raped and then they were killed for the adrenochrome which is naturally produced in the body have you ever heard of adrenochrome Uh okay let me bring up the actual definition here because i don't want all my i actually have a lot of uh conspiracy theorists that listen to my podcast and they send me messages on twitter so i don't want to fucking piss those guys off because they actually kind of scare me a little bit Uh, um so adrenochrome is a chemical compound with the molecular formula C9H9NO3. It's produced by the oxidation of adrenaline or epinephrine. Epinephrine. Fuck it. I went full Bobby Boucher just now and I did not mean to. Um, it is used as a uh, homostatic medication though. Uh, like a <clears throat> an anti uh, hemorrhagic medication 
hmm. like stuff okay. like you know start like starts bleeding um and it will like it helps seal injured blood vessels etc so essentially like they can use this stuff to i guess like stop aging in a way does that make sense yeah, interesting yeah okay yeah. so essentially the whole like theory is that uh, these members of the DNC, not all of the DNC, but members of the DNC that were tightly connected to uh, Hillary Clinton were essentially going to Jeffrey Epstein's island and they were partaking in sexual rituals and sexual activities with underage children, which was spiking the adrenaline in their body, which was creating more adrenochrome, and then they were essentially taking it from these children, killing the children, and then they were uh, taking the adrenochrome. What the fuck? Yeah, and so that's pretty you, crazy. So as I said, if you go to WikiLeaks.org and you go to the Hillary Clinton section, and then you click the emails, and you really start looking up, like looking into things, um, like shit just doesn't make sense, dude. Like just go to the emails and then type in pizza, and then just start reading through those emails, dude. It'll take you a while, but you're literally your mind is just gonna be blown. And so then from there, start looking up all the information about Epstein's Island. Start looking at who went. And a lot of the people that went were people tightly connected to the DNC or a lot of people who have actually came out as Hillary Clinton supporters or people who absolutely hate Donald Trump. So the entire theory kind of revolves around the fact that like Donald Trump tried to get nominated, I guess, to put an end to these like sex trafficking rings. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's the theory. That's the entire QAnon and Pizzagate like theory. And it heavily revolves around Hillary Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton, because you know Jeffrey Epstein had that island um, mm-hmm. out in bumfucked Egypt where he was, you know, obviously caught with like underage children. Um, so then, to make this situation more complex, you remember Anthony Weiner? <laughs> oh wait, uh, no, I don't. Uh, okay, so Anthony Weiner, hold on, I think he was something in New York. He was the. He was like a big story, bro. He was like one of the first people connected to the DNC that like actually got caught. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's it's coming back to me now. Yeah. So on May 19, twenty seventeen, Weiner pleaded guilty. Weiner, Weiner pleaded guilty to another unrelated sexting charge of transferring obscene material to a minor and was sentenced to twenty one months in prison, ordered to pay a ten thousand dollar fine, and required to okay, yeah, uh, register as a sex offender. Uh, he was a politician in New York. Right, and so he got busted uh, first. Right, he was a uh, congressional. Uh, yeah, he was a congressman uh, for New York. So he got busted. Right. So there's an email between Anthony Weiner's wife and Hillary Clinton, dated around the time before he got busted. And it was very weird. It was between uh, Hillary Clinton and Huma, which is Anthony Weiner's wife. Super weird. The context made absolutely no fucking sense. And they kind of talked about, like, almost like a satanic ritual. Like, where they're talking about, like, Moloch and sacrificing a chicken to Moloch and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So then Anthony Weiner gets fucking busted, and they can't find his laptop that had all of this information on it. So Anthony Weiner's laptop in 2020 is still missing. Um, He just burned it inside of an oven right something happened to it but supposedly uh there was nine new york police officers you can look this up nine new york police officers had custody of his laptop and they have all nine since been killed or quote unquote committed suicide 
Hmm. Yes. So, that's what makes the Pizzagate thing so believable, is that all these weird coincidences tie into it very heavily. The language of the emails, I've been... I've, I have been listening, but I've also been looking at some of these because I was just curious to see about that. It just, it just is weird. It, like, I don't think people talk about pizza like this, like would love to get pizza for an hour or come over. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, yeah, let's see. Yeah, so the more you read into it, bro, like... I will. I'll do, yeah. I'll do, some, more, uh, I'll do some more digging on that. The more you read into it, dude, it, it, it'll actually absolutely make you sick, bro, to the point where, like, uh, I don't know. I, I'm like one of those people, like, I heavily blew up the social media posting about it nonstop because, like, this is, like, information that more people should have and should be looking into. And I've literally found all this information via public records, like, via WikiLeaks, via um, uh, the trial, like, the trial, like, the actual case where Anthony Weiner was busted, the actual case where Jeffrey Epstein was busted. And, and you can actually go now to Jeffrey Epstein's littleblackbook.com and see every single person who's ever flown to the Epstein Island. Mm. And so the one that really got me uh, was Alec Baldwin, who most famously plays Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's just a lot of weird shit going on I, in Hollywood. I did watch that, uh, that documentary about him. as very fucked up. Very sick fucking individual, and, and truly, I don't think he killed himself. I think I think the Clintons had something to do with his death, so he would definitely not say anything. And I truly think they're gonna kill uh, Giselle as well. Mm. Oh yeah, that was that's that came out. That was pretty recent, wasn't it? Yeah, that was earlier this year. Uh, I liked the my favorite part of that documentary was the uh, was it was it uh, Prince Andrew when he said was yeah. like talk about like oh no I don't I don't sweat. And like, or like, I don't remember like taking a picture. There's a, like they have the picture right there of that like underage girl, the masseuse that was just having sex with everybody. Oh man, that's tough. She got she got photographed with Bill Clinton a bunch too. Man, it's how does that stuff happen these days with like cell phones? That's got to that's got to make it pretty tough for those for people that do that kind of shit to keep getting away with it. Like it's it's just got to get harder and harder, right? You would you would think, man. There's just like there's so many cameras out there now these days to capture things. So a lot of it too is like a lot of people. There's a Polaroids like, in the documentary, you know. Sorry. Well, I I know a lot of people are gonna call me crazy, but a lot of people get paid off. A lot of people get paid off, man. That's like the only, like this guy in D.C., like the guy that owns Comet Ping Pong, where a lot of these kids. So a lot of these kids were allegedly stuck in the basement. Like when they like while well, they were figuring out where they were supposed to go, mm-hmm. um, and so that guy is literally just a pizza owner, like a, or a pizza shop owner, right? But for some reason, George Soros gave him like ten, like ten grand, just randomly. Like he's endorsed by the DNC, like just randomly, like you know what I mean? Hmm. So this is is this like the hottest one still, or because I remember it's it, I don't think it's it's not new. It's been around, hasn't it? This yeah, it's, pizza it's, gate. it's been around for a while. Um, and you know what? So while we're kind of on this subject, um, do you remember, do you watch Joe Rogan? Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you remember episode, I think it was 9-11. I'm looking it up right now. It was 9-11 with uh, Alex Jones and Eddie Bravo. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. Uh, stream live, February 1st, 2017. So Alex Jones in this podcast talked about Pizzagate. 
and he talked about um, people high up in government wanting to kill these children or rape and kill these children for adrenochrome. He talked about this in 2017. Hmm. Right? That is so insane. Yeah, it is. What was this adrenochrome? Oh, uh, it, does this connect to... Um, oh, I'm losing my train of thought here. What, what was, there's another... Uh, I'll have to think about this for a second. Boop, 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 doo, doo, you got that doo, dad doo. brain. That's my baby brain coming in. Dude, I got it too hardcore. Oh, yeah, okay, I got it. I just had to dig deep. The uh, the Wayfair thing where, like... Uh, yes, yes. Okay, so I know that came up, too. I'm like, I don't know if that's related. So, what's really crazy is Ellen DeGeneres was connected to the DNC via, uh, like, mutual friends and whatnot, so... Then Wayfair is uh, blown out of the water as, um, like they're they're kind of discovered right as uh, sex tra- as like aiding and embedding like a sex trafficking ring. So come to find out, Ellen DeGeneres had her own brand on Wayfair. So like if you keep looking, like all these ties kind of like come together. You know what I'm saying? That's. What was the, what was like the the main part of that Wayfair one where it was like a, a dresser was like fifteen thousand dollars or something crazy like that? Yeah. So what they done was people in these uh, like sex trafficking rings were going on Wayfair and they were uploading like dressers, headboards, like different stuff, but they were naming them. And it was so what happened was what got them busted was essentially somebody had a list of missing children and so if you take the list the names of these missing children on this list every single one of those names was like the name of a dresser or a cabinet or a headrest or something on wayfair and the price was like 15 grand and And it was in in the like and then like the uh what would it be the like the name of the kid was like the color or the pattern on the yeah, yeah, like the, yeah. the print name. Yeah, that was, that was that's super fucked up. It's absolutely disgusting, man. And, and I hope that uh, and I'm not like endorsing Donald Trump either. I try to not get super political on the podcast, but you know, fuck the DNC after all that shit. I have um. I have two things that are starred that I've been writing down here, and that yes. it, it might make us jump a little bit, but right, that's um, perfectly fine. But one of them is from Corona. I thought it was pretty funny that uh, New York State. I don't know if it was just New York State too, but they have uh, they said that there's no more snow days anymore because you could just boot up the old Zoom. Oh, I never thought about that. Uh, yeah, I know. How much does that suck? But at the same, I don't know. Like, how can you? If you know that the day is going to be a wash anyway, and it's, I don't maybe like I don't I don't see how that would well, actually. So your summer break would get extended at that point, so that would be pretty cool. That's true too. So you just finish on time. With that, I don't know. Snow days were fun, and then yeah, my other one, my, yeah, my other one here is that I meant to ask you earlier. I have now six stars next to it too. So this is a, this is a pretty important topic <laughs> that I have to talk to you about, and it's, did you get to ride the shit out of your motorcycle this summer oh bro i've been on it i've been getting down bro i went um the other day so i rode it over to my mom's the other day because um i was i was supposed to help my stepdad with uh 
like something. I can't even remember what it was. So I rode it over to my mom's. Well, then it started piss pouring the rain. And I looked on the radar, and it wasn't getting any better. So I got to ride home in the rain, which was absolutely fucking phenomenal. Absolute sarcasm for anybody that doesn't understand the English. It hurts. Rain hurts on a bike. Dude, it does. I was like, what the fuck? Who's throwing rocks at me, bro? Mm -hmm. Like, it sucks. It super sucks. People really don't realize, like, like how insignificant a raindrop is but like the pain that it can cause at like 60 miles an hour you know oh yeah yeah it's it's so strange i've 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 gotten caught once and i i even if you're wearing like the jacket too it still is it's just a weird feeling what do you it's just some rain what do you wear when you ride i don't i haven't ridden a, a motorcycle in in years but i would do like jeans some boots and uh some type of like i don't even have like a motorcycle jacket i think i had like a fake leather jacket that i was wearing and then uh i was i would wear a full face helmet um riding too see i've, I've got the full face helmet and i wear blue jeans and like a pair of like slip on boots um like a pair of like work boots but i'm not wearing like jackets or anything anymore like i was like i know like you're supposed to dress for the the slide not the ride but dude it, I live in Florida, bro. It's so it's hot. hot. Yeah, dude. I used to wear like a full, like I have a thick ass. Uh, Crocs. Like a Sherpa, <laughs> like a Sherpa lined, uh, like blue jean jacket that I used to wear. And then I was mm-hmm. just like, bro, it's so hot. Like I can't do it. So I'm literally just wearing a long sleeve, bro. I'm not wearing a short sleeve or like a tank top, but I am wearing a long sleeve. But that's the most that I can do, bro. Or like I literally like you can feel the sweat like or you can feel the heat like radiating off your body. Have you ever done the thing where you um, you are you're revving the motorcycle up and then you pour a Bud Light where the exhaust is, then you then you chug a beer through uh, the means of the exhaust blowing the beer into your face? Absolutely not. But that sounds like the most American thing that could possibly <laughs> ever happen. <laughs> I was watching videos of the Sturgis that bike the bike rally, and there was uh, there was people doing it there. It was hilarious. I wanted like, you to know, go to Sturgis, but it got it got canceled. Then it wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's a big event too, especially like even I mean, very very well known event to go to if you're a rider. So I read now that they're still doing it. Which we went to Bike Week this this uh, year in uh, Myrtle Beach, which like I know I totally shouldn't have, but like I I drove up. Like I didn't ride the bike up. Like we drove up. And like it was still fun, but you know we social distance as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still it was so weird, bro. Cause like in Myrtle Beach, like Myrtle Beach is like a super huge tourist community, and then you see all these people, bro, still walking the streets. They're just like all wearing masks. Like it was just so weird to me. Like it, honestly, like for for the couple days we were there, like it just felt like I wasn't on Earth. Like you know what I mean? It's it's been a weird couple months, I think, for everybody, and it's. It's strange to, uh, I, we got kind of lucky like having the kid right now. So it's like, you know, staying inside of our, our clamshell here in the house and not really doing anything has been pretty easy to do. And like saying, no, we, we can't make it to this thing because we're just going to like lay low right now. And it's been, it's been not that bad. So, yeah, I actually, I, I don't mind that everything is shut down until I, want to do something like you know what i mean like i would love to just like go to the bar like you know what i mean like have a night out where i'm just like all at the bar or like 
like concerts, man. Like I miss mm-hmm. concerts the most, I think. Yeah, I love live music. I haven't been to a show in so long. There's a lot of, a lot of cool things like uh, remote shows going on. And I, and I think with the suppression of live music is um, it'll it'll make when it comes back, it'll make it really awesome again. Well, we've been trying these last couple of years to like save up for Coachella. And so Ooh. the last two years, we've actually like had money put aside for Coachella. We just can't fucking log on and buy tickets fast enough. Gotcha. And Have so, you ever done, how about Bonnaroo? No, no. So I actually had tickets to go to Bonnaroo um, this past year. Something came up. I can't remember what came up. Something came up and we ended up not going and uh, getting rid of the tickets. I wanted to go to Bonnaroo. Have you been? I, I went one time um, and that was in ooh, 2000, had to be 2014 or 15. I think I went. It was it was awesome. Exhausting. It's like five days. Five days of live music is a lot to do if you're like, you know, drinking. Yeah. And uh, it's, but it was it was fun. It was a long trip, fifteen hours. So you, I mean, like after drinking for five days in the in the out in the sun, um, in the heat, uh, and then doing that that fifteen hour. Oh man, it was talk about Sunday scaries. Holy smokes. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> so I went to Rhythm and Roots a couple times. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's like a. It's a festival, but it's like a relatively small one. But they get some big acts to play, like Old Crow Medicine shows played. Oh, nice! Uh, John Anderson played one year, and and we went to that a couple times. Um, it's like more of like the folky kind of stuff. But we went to that a couple times. Uh, we went to Rolling Loud in 2018 when it was still because I guess now they're only two day festivals, but back then it was a three day festival, and we went. And dude, it is absolutely exhausting when you drink and you smoke weed and like you party the entirety of this weekend and then you have to like resume normal life like that monday you know that's what I mean? tough oh yeah and it's it's you're you're on one spectrum of your life at the music festival totally enjoying it and then that switch back to like regular life is it's quite the transition it, it makes uh it makes the recovery from a hangover pretty tough oh it really it really does so, yeah Especially if you puke at work too, you ever like have like a a big party weekend and then even on Monday like you have to go in the bathroom to puke at work. Oh, dude, that used to be my normal, bro. That used to be the normal, bro. I used to I used to work at a uh, warehouse and that used to be my normal, bro. I'd always come in in the mornings, get everything going, and I'd go find my my trash can and I'd throw up, have me a cigarette, and, you know, have a coffee after that to get the day going. But dude, do you did you ever go to Warp Tour? No, dude. I used to get a warp tour every year. I used to love warp tour. Warp tour was like the perfect thing too because it started early in the day, it lasted all day. It was a one day festival. Well, you can't even really call it a festival at that point, but it was like a one day thing though, and you could just go back home, like you know. And we got lucky the last two times that I went to warp tour. I think one of them was like a Saturday, and the other one was like a Friday. So like I got to recover like the entire rest of the weekend. Um, but that was really cool. And the last time I went actually was two thousand and. Fuck. 2015, man. <laughs> That's what they should rename 2020. It's 2000 fuck. 2000 fuck. Yeah. No, I think the last time I went to Warped Tour was like 2015. Uh, and I went out to Arizona. And I seen, they had like Census Fail, like Silverstein. Like they had a lot of like throwback bands. Like the good, like the post-hardcore, like the like the emo bands. Um, so like that was super cool. 
and then I seen brand new actually in 2017, like just randomly in October, and it was right before Jesse. Do you follow brand new, like the band? Mm-mm. Uh, one of the greatest bands of all time, man. Super I'll good. Give them a, I'll check them out. I'm open to any and all music. So oh, they're so good, bro. The lead singer ended up coming out as like kind of like a piece of shit, but it was before uh, we found out that that he was, you know, a piece of shit. Um, but uh, no, I seen brand new just randomly one day, like like literally we woke up and my girl got like a notification on her phone. They're like brand new. We're gonna be in Jacksonville, so we went. We bought tickets like right then and there. Bought tickets. Went and seen them at the Jaguar Stadium, and they were so Ooh, good, bro. Yeah. Cool, cool yeah. venue. Yeah, yeah, they were so good, dude. Um, but like, I, I almost like, I, like I'd rather have those one-off shows than like actual festivals anymore. It's a lot. I don't know if I could. I, I mean, I, I could do it, but I, I know I'd be pretty exhausted. I want to do Coachella. I want to cross that off. You know what I mean? Yeah, that seems like a cool one too. My uh, my aunt used or they used to live. My aunt uncle used to live in Palm Springs. Is that isn't that near there? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and they would like drive. They I remember her driving my cousin to, and his friends to and from the festival. So always looked like a good time. I uh, I actually I bought. Uh, you ever heard of a musician named Billy Strings? Mm-hmm. I bought Billy Strings live the other day at Red Rock. And, uh, I, I just saw a YouTube video of him, of a song he did at Red Rock, too. Man, Sorry to cut you off there. So beautiful, bro. So beautiful. And he, dude, Billy Strings is one of those musicians where, like, you can tell, like, that dude eats, like, a gram of mushrooms and then just goes on stage and just shreds, bro. <laughs> he was so good, though, man. I, so what happened was we, we had a UFC that same day. And, you know, Billy started at, like, 7 p.m. Well, most UFCs start at, like, 8 seven to eight ish mm-hmm. so i downloaded um like the app to watch billy strings well then i live streamed the actual fights and then the next day i woke up and watched uh billy's performance and it was so good have you have you seen uh big easy express no oh you'd really really like that i mean it would like the billy string setup and um this is the big easy express is uh Old Crow Medicine Show, Mumford and Sons, and Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, and they they rent a train and then they do like, sh- they just uh, ride that from like show to show, and in between they just go back on the train and jam and just travel around America. I seen Mumford in concert. Uh... That must have been pretty epic. Well, actually, so, so, um, so Scotty, like my former podcast host and like my best friend in the world my cousin uh him and his baby mama actually bought tickets and they bought two of them right it was for the gentleman of the road tour and they stopped in bristol virginia slash tennessee because uh you know bristol's like uh right on the virginia tennessee border and so they stopped there which was like the most random place ever for them to stop but we were like whatever because they do rhythm and roots in that same uh location gotcha and so they had the entire area like kind of like fenced off and whatnot but if you were on state street you could still hear them so i literally went and fucking got to where i could see right in between the fence and i just stood there for hours bro so good and i could hear them clear as day dude like it was so good nice that's good 
Yeah, that's probably one of my all-time favorite concert stories ever. It was, like, one of the very first concerts I ever went to, and, like, I wasn't even, like, I didn't even buy tickets. Like, I know Scotty paid a pretty decent price for his tickets, and I literally got the same experience <laughs> just being, you know, just had to sit in, like, a little fucking flower bed for, you know, a couple hours, but no biggie. That know? sounds nice. Yeah, it sounds like a good spot. Dude, I, I posted up. I had my pack of cigarettes. <laughs> I was chilling, dude. What, do you smoke parliaments? Oh, hell no, dude. I used to only smoke Marlboros, dude. And then for a while I switched. I was smoking uh, Camel Crushes right before I quit. Gotcha. How long have you uh, been off of the uh, 20, 2018. Since 2018. Wow. 2018. And, and do, you just, do you just stop or did you have to chew bubble gum or um, uh, dude, Nicorette? So- so like I uh, like I wrestled my entire life, so I never could partake in like smoking or anything like that. And so I started dipping, like like chewing tobacco, at like a younger age. And I up dipped. your butt? No, I wish. <laughs> uh, but no, like I dipped like for like a while, and then when I turned eighteen, because uh, I was supposed to go to college like for wrestling, and I ended up not. Like I, they, I pretty much got told I was gonna have to redshirt my freshman year, and I was pretty much like, no, nah, I'm not trying to go to college if I can't wrestle. Gotcha. Um, so I ended up getting a job in like a warehouse. So I started smoking then because I was like working fucking third shift, and I was stressed out, and uh, dipping just wasn't like enough. So mm-hmm. I started smoking cigarettes then. Well, then I quit when I started doing MMA, and then in 2018 I broke my hand. Uh, twice back to back and yeah so I couldn't do anything I couldn't train or anything so um, I can't remember I was like standing at work one day and a guy was like standing beside me talking and he was smoking a cigarette and I guess like just the smell I was like yo I need one of those now (laughs) and so I started smoking and then uh, yeah I quit I quit later that year that was like at the beginning of the year I started and I quit at the end of it I think like December the first maybe nice hey yeah. proud of you nice thanks man yeah it yeah. sucked it's how about how about chew were you a, a grape kayak or were you a uh oh man pouches or i used to, I used to like that timberwolf peach that was pretty good but... timberwolf peach interesting but, yeah My, i had a hockey buddy and he he would dip all the time and i i would always try to be cool and i'd ask for one and i'd like puke every single time i threw one in <laughs> I uh, I would buy this shit. It was called Red Seal Wintergreen, and that's what I stayed on for a while. And uh, my dad used to dip too, so like he'd always used to like when I was growing up, he would buy like the rolls, and I would always just take one. Gotcha. Without him, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like when you're young and dumb, and you're just like, oh, nobody'll notice. It's so nasty. Like I spent like when I've asked for one is usually when we were drinking. So then. I put one in and it's like you have four beers in like five seconds if you're not used to like that rush of nicotine. So then it just ma- it like made me so lightheaded and it, my, my whole world just started like shifting in front of my eyes and just vomiting. That same noise that you just made that noise. Um, I accidentally took mushrooms one time. <laughs> and when when I actually started tripping, I heard that noise. That it was like the fucking power cut off. I was like, "Whoa, god!" Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Relax, don't do it. When you wanna go, some. How was that experience? What? How did that happen? Oh, and did you accidentally? Did someone? You you were like sleeping with your mouth open, and someone tossed one in or something, and you ate it when you were dreaming, or? Okay, so did you know that you could smoke mushrooms? Nope. Okay, me either. <laughs> me either, right? So 
I was uh, with a couple of my cousins. I don't want to like out them or anything, but I was with a couple of my cousins and we were smoking weed, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this doesn't really look right. Like, the <laughs> weed just didn't look right. And I was just like, oh, okay, what, like, whatever. Um, like, I didn't really think about it, right? And so, as I'm like continuously smoking this, uh, like this joint, <laughs> right? I'm just like kind of noticing, like, it's just like it's weird, right? A harsh and, feeling or something, like something different than what you were expecting. It just like it didn't taste right. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> so, anyway, so pretty much what happened was we smoked this joint laced with like mushrooms and i was like oh whatever it's probably just probably just tastes like shit you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um but then my cousin had this drink and his girlfriend was like oh do you want a drink because i had cotton mouth really bad and i'm like yeah sure (laughs) and so i took a couple swigs of it and i was like oh this tastes like ass what is this and they were like oh it's mushroom it's mushroom tea and i was like what and then it just kind of hit me. So then, like, three days later, when I'm, like, not mad at my cousin anymore, I was like, bro, I didn't know you could smoke mushrooms. And he's like, yeah, you have to make them into a powder and then smoke them. He was like, but it didn't really do as much as the tea. And I was hmm. like, oh, awesome, dude. I'm glad you just woke up on that random day and just decided you wanted to, like, fuck my day up. <laughs> with both, yeah, with smoking yeah. it and with the tea. Yeah, so so anyway, so um, we went to this house that like a bunch of kids had like broken into it it was like an abandoned house but a bunch of kids had broken into it and had like painted like shit on the walls like they had painted like demons on the walls and like skulls and like different shit and so we were there because like we went from there like we went from one of my family members house to that house and we smoked the joint and then before we left is when i was like yo give me a drink like i'm fucking dying here and so I took like three big ass drinks of it because I was just so fucking thirsty and we left the house but then we ended up going back for some reason and that's when it hit me and it was just like and I was like oh no this is weird (laughs) and I was like dude I was like I thought your weed just tasted like shit but it's really good and that's when it occurred to me like oh I'm not just high you know what I mean? Because, like, I was I was under the impression at that time, like, being, like, 16, I was, like, oh, drinking mushrooms? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was, like, that's probably not going to get me that fucked up. It sent me into another dimension. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I talk to my cousin quite often. I still bring it up to him about how fucked up that was. Yeah, tonight, like, I'm really thirsty. Here, you can have a sip of this. Oh, by the way. Yeah, oh, by uh, the I way. Hope you didn't, I hope you didn't have anything planned for the next, like, 10 hours. Dude, literally, I didn't even sleep that night. I can imagine. And then, uh, when the fake weed was, like, cool, I had another cousin hook me up with some of that. I was under the impression that we were smoking actual marijuana, and it was not, and I almost had a fucking heart attack. What the hell? Yeah, I've, I've heard of that, too. Is that the K2 stuff? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was called K2 Blonde, and it was pretty terrible. It was a very bad time. What the, f- how, what did that feel like? Like, I was having a heart attack. Just the like the whole entire time. Like I was stoned from marijuana, but also dying from a heart attack. That doesn't that, sound fun at all. It was like um, 
I was like full on Bob Marley, like don't worry, be happy. But at the same time, I was like, but there's also like a knife in my chest. Mm, interesting. Yeah. It was very weird. I did not like it at all. And then I read after that that people have been having like seizures off that stuff. Oh Jesus! So I was like, wow, we got really lucky, bro. And it, uh, it, my cousin was like, yeah. He's like, that's pretty shitty, wasn't it? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Let's just go back to drinking that mushroom tea, all right? Yeah. I was like, oh, this is fucking terrible, dude. But I was like young and dumb, dude. I would, you know, I didn't care. Um, did you, I, I saw a video, did you FaceTime with that 6ix9ine guy? <laughs> or is that, was that, is that a deep fake? That was like, a, that was a while ago that it was on like your, one of your social media that things. Was and my, that was like, that was on my Instagram, on my Snapchat. Yeah. No, what? It, it was a deep fake. Oh, oh, okay. The, the, um, the filter that you can throw on, it makes it look like you're FaceTime someone. It, well, they actually have a filter that it makes it look like you FaceTime 6ix9ine, but gotcha i was <laughs> like what's going on here dude i <laughs> wish so i actually got hit up a lot after that photo got uploaded and people were like yo your podcast is doing really good huh and i was like <laughs> i was like i told everybody i was like yeah just tune in this tuesday <laughs> and then that tuesday i uploaded like just a regular ass episode everybody was like what the fuck but that the views went up so good on that episode <laughs> nice i mean gotta do what you gotta do i guess right dude you know you know what it's like out here i just hit the mic and everybody's gonna hear that because i'm not gonna edit that out because we're already 57 minutes in i'm just you know i'm probably not gonna listen this far in for little mistakes so you, you just, do you if you, you do just heard you. the mic everybody i'm sorry but i accidentally punched it um but yeah you know what it's like for a podcaster out here man like just getting people to your show is like the hardest thing it's like I'm not even gonna do. I'm not even really gonna put any effort into it, to be honest with you. I'm like, I'm gonna, I want to like record more episodes. And now that I've found this this time at night, like I'm a night owl too. I'm always up to like one a.m. doing uh, like like schoolwork or just on the internet or something. But um, yeah, I'd rather I keep it as like an outlet for not really caring if it's like doing well or not doing well. I don't know. I think you know that there's there's places that I, I like to put effort in my life, and this is this wouldn't be it wouldn't be one of them to just like go there. Out. I'm sure I like could dedicate some time to it. Then I could then I would get uh, wrapped up in it, and um, yeah. See, That's actually, it. I thoroughly enjoy your podcast just because you have a really good voice for it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I have the voice for it. I think you I think you really do. But I so this is one of those things where like. I have been listening to podcasts for like quite a while and then I was like you know what I kind of want to do one of those like I want my own well then by the time I actually got into this like the podcasting market was so oversaturated that, mm -hmm. that it almost like became impossible for any other podcast to get noticed at like the time that I started and so what happened was I started with my cousin Scotty and we were just doing like a weekly show of like random shit like how would you survive the zombie apocalypse or like just different stuff like that and then we started doing like little fight breakdowns and stuff like ufc like uh pay-per-view like fight breakdowns and stuff and the views went up because um i guess like i guess it's like a popular thing within like the mma community but like like the mma podcasts usually do really good and so we started doing that pretty well full time. Well, then he um, he had like a bunch of stuff going on. Like he couldn't allocate time to the podcast. So then I started like doing it solo with like just him editing it and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
and I done like little to no advertising for that. And I just like somewhere along the lines, I was just like, you know what? Like I would like to do this like as a hobby. And if people listen, cool. If not, then whatever. And so then I picked up like my first sponsor, which was phone soap, which by the way, if you go to phonesoap.com and use the code takedown, you get 20% off your order, but whatever. Uh (laughs) Phone soap. P H O N E. Yeah. P H O N E S O A P.com. Um, but I picked them up and then, um, I just started like plugging them like every now and again in like the episodes and they done super good with, uh, paying me. <laughs> cool. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they pay me like nice. <laughs> I don't It's I don't, like a little tanning bed for your phone. Dude, it, like. it is. Yeah. It, well, it actually, That's cool. it, dude, it cleans your phone super fucking good too, which like out here in this pandemic, you know, you don't know what kind of shit you're bringing home on your phone, but if you're reading comfort Bigfoot, then, uh, you're going to need it. phone. soap. yeah, I'm by this especially shit. If, it, if it's the, the digital version of it, I guess. You know what I read? Like what actually made me look up phone soap was I read somebody shared a random fact on Facebook, like that your phone is like the dirtiest item you have, like second to your wallet. Hmm. Which, like, I would assume the wallet is number one, but apparently it's your phone because you take it everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many times have you been walking down the steps and you touch the handrail and then you touch your phone? A million. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, like, you're just carrying germs from, like, one surface to another. So, after I read that, I was like, yo, I need to find something that I can clean my phone with. And then I stumbled upon phone soap myself. And then they just happened to have, like, a program where you can, like work for them essentially and like just plug them every now and then and they'll send you a check every now and then cool you know i like that but but yeah then once that started happening bro then i was like you know what i kind of want to put more time into it not just to get paid but because like like when i noticed like how many people were actually using like my referral code it showed me like how many listeners i actually had and then i started getting random messages on twitter and like instagram and i was like yo like people actually listen to me so now like, I want more people to listen to me, but at the same time, like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where, like, if you do, then cool. If not, then, you know, mm-hmm. you're really missing out on JT and Bigfoot. Oh, I, yeah. Cool-ass conversation. Yeah, exactly. I, I would, like, I was, I've been trying to find a way to make, like, basically beer money on, on the side right now. Um, and it, that, that's not, like, if it was an option like that, where if I, I put a little bit more effort in and could could make some a small amount of of dough within these next eight months here that'd be that'd be cool so i'm going to do some i'm going to look that up i thought of i mean you know you know i'm an idea guy too and we 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 uh finished that book in like just a couple days rifling ideas back and forth <clears throat> and uh one of them was I, i'm cooking now with uh the baby and the carrier so i'm like i could do like a i could do like a really like shitty like cookbook that at least gets the job done of like preparing a meal, <laughs> you know, like, a, like I have a, I have one pan and I can cook a protein, a veggie and a starch in it at like for a half an hour in all in just one pan. So then, cause I don't like cleaning up either with a baby of so much more cleaning up to do with everything. So I'm like, I, when I cook, I'm like, try to use as the most, uh, a minimum amount of pans so that when I'm done, it's just, I'm just throwing like one thing into the dishwasher instead of like having, you know, if you do, we did like hello fresh, um, for a while and, or, or some like other of those food delivery service things. And it's in, uh, 
you still have like the prep work and it's like you grab a medium pot grab a a large non-stick skillet grab uh, you're gonna need a bowl to mix things in and whatnot it's like shit like i don't want to do dishes i uh that's like the number one thing like we were doing it was called every plate and we were doing hello fresh um and we were like kind of like alternating week to week to see like what like which one we liked better i guess and we've done this Mm -hmm. for a while bro um and like the meals are good but at the same time like i don't know if it's like just me but like i thought they were kind of boring at times um but yeah you're right like there's a lot of fucking cleanup of that yeah yeah i don't know trying to optimize my time with everything that i do you're like me i throw everything into that hello fresh bag like the meal bag the oh yeah 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 Yeah, i throw everything uh, in there Actually, you know what? I don't know what you mean. I said, yeah, like I do, but I don't. What, okay, so what do you, you mean? When so you're you, done cooking? Yeah, so like all the trash, like I'll empty out the entire bag on my counter and then I'll keep the bag open. And then like when you cut the meat open, like I'll take the empty like meat container and I'll put that in there. And then like yeah. the little sauce bag, it's like I'll put all that in there. So at least like when I clean up, like I just have that one singular bag to put in the trash can. As opposed to putting all these like these hundred little things in there, I just have one slightly big thing. At one point of, of our journey in that, we had a freezer full of ice packs. Oh, uh, dude, I used like... to save mine, too. <laughs> dude, when you first get it, you're like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to save this. And then the second yeah. time you save it, and then the third time, you're just like, um, do I really need this one? I got a lot of ice packs right now. I'll like, tell you it, what. It, it's all jelly inside, too. Like, that can't be good for the environment. I came home from the gym one day, and my shoulder was hurting. So I laid down in my living room floor, and I took one of those ice packs and laid on my shoulder. And I was like, yo, this is perfect for your shoulder, like your back. But absolutely nothing else. Like, unless you're going on picnics every weekend, like, like realistically, <laughs> you can just throw them all away. You know what I mean? With, with the booby milk that we have to, you know, manage. Oh, yeah. We, we have, uh, we can use them for that. I don't, I don't even know if we have any of the hella fresh ones left anymore at this point, but we did, that's a whole new world of things that, like, we, we had baby books, but it, I didn't like, read it too, into it too much. Like, when things come up, we'll, like, read about it. And uh, we had to get a deep freezer for the extra for the extra booby milk that uh, we were creating. That's a whole, that's a whole process uh, when the kid's little, too. That's, did you guys uh, do the breastfeeding? We did for a while, yeah. You know, you you just said a second you didn't read the baby books. You remember the movie Knocked Up, Seth Rogen, Catherine Heigl? Mm-hmm. She says you didn't even read the fucking baby books. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, we done we done the breastfeeding thing for a while. Um, you know, I mean, you know how it is. Some people can and some people can't. You know, and can you? Um, uh, probably out of one, but not out of the other. You know what I mean? Yeah, like an emergency setting, like your yeah. left your left titty is gonna be. I tell you what, dude, so this is actually like kind of random, but I've actually gained some weight lately, and I've put on mm. this tank top that I used to wear all the time, dude. And the tank top was actually tight as fuck. And so, I meant to tweet this earlier, but if you're listening 66 minutes into this podcast, I am 100% on the free the nipple train now. Like, if that's what women's bras feel like, dude, fuck that. Be I free, think, ladies. I think you're... One of the holidays that's coming up here is going to be Thanksgiving for you. Dude. I got to go. I literally have to buy new clothes because none of my stuff, like, really fits good anymore. I hate that feeling. Dude, I'm so, like, I put that tank top on earlier and I was so uncomfortable, bro. I was like, yo, I I, I got to take this off. <laughs> 
Like, it just didn't, it, A, it didn't look good. And B, like, it just didn't feel good, dude. I was like, yo, like, for real, like, if this is what women feel like, like, wearing bras, like, take that shit off, dude. Like, like free free the nipple for real, because that thing was uncomfortable, bro. And it was literally, like, I could wear it a couple months ago. I, I do. Uh, I have a critical weight that I'll set for myself. And I say, I like, I'll, I'll if I start to, like, let it go a little bit and not really, like, work out or, like, think about what I'm eating... And then that's that's two ten, and then when I got, and then and then just re, and what was it maybe like, ten weeks ago I got up to two eighteen. So I totally like, I didn't follow my own rule, you know, of like because like I know that if I can get if I'm at two ten I can, I can work my way back down a little bit like no problem. But then if I if I go past that I know, I've gone there before and it's just like the higher I get over that number it makes it super difficult, to like take it off. It's so much easier to put it on than it is to take it off. Yeah. See, I've always been like the other way. Like it was so hard for me to cut weight, or it was so hard for me to gain weight, and it was so easy for me to cut weight. But be- because like I'd cut weight at like such a young age, like mm-hmm. it was like my body was just used to it from like all the years of like wrestling and then fighting. Like my body was just used to it. To where now, I actually want to gain weight. I actually want to gain twenty more pounds, I think. But I want it to be in like arms, legs. Like I don't want it, like a beer belly, which I'm gotcha. somewhat kind of getting. <laughs> You but, can't get that with Coors, right? It's like water. Uh, dude, it's Rocky Mountain water, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but no, like it um I'm like kinda getting like a little a little bit of a beer gut. And so I was actually at my friend's wedding and I was in the wedding, I was the best man, I was her best man, and she like we're all getting dressed and she kinda comes over to where I'm at and she was like, Oh, you've got a dad bod and I was just like instantly it crushed. I was like, Fuck <laughs> none of this weight's going where I need it to at all. And like it, like it is kind of true. Like, I was squeezing into my t-shirt, or into my uh, my dress shirt. So now I want to I want to work solely on arms and legs and chest, and not so much, you know, the beer belly and the the neck region. Mm-hmm. It's just so. Once it hits your lips, it's so good. It's hard to hard to not drink. How was? Did you do a speech for? Did you do the best man? I did. I had a speech wrote. I put a lot of time and effort into it. A lot of, um, a lot of, uh, uh, like thought was put into it. And then once I got up there, dude, I'm like, I'm a good speaker and I'm not because I get super nervous. And so as I'm reading the speech, I skipped a line and then I realized that I skipped an entire line and I got like the worst case of anxiety that I just like winged the rest of the speech. Mm. And yeah, it was super embarrassing. And I was like, I wasn't drunk. I was just somewhat buzzed. So I can't even use the excuse like, oh, I was drunk. I was like, you only, you only had 10 Coors Lights at that point. So I mean, you were not even like you're at 0.02 <laughs> was still, BAC. I was still drinking Bud Light at the time, actually. I'm, I'm mad at Bud Light right now because they won't fucking sponsor this podcast. But um, yeah, I only drank like at that point, like 12 Bud Lights. So I was only like slightly buzzed. Mm-hmm. And I just like I skipped one line as I'm reading, and I was like, you know what, like I gotta wing it from here. So I did, and my friend was like, yo, it just sounded like you were kind of drunk and rambling. She's like, it was pretty sweet. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, whatever. Hey, you made it through. You That's not easy when you get caught in that moment too, and you like, and you know it in your head I froze. that I froze. it just it just rushes in. Oh man, I hate that feeling. I was like, oh my god. So actually. It really kind of a funny story. I was actually supposed to officiate the wedding. 
and because she she asked me she was like do you want to be in the wedding or, or whatever and so when she said that she said do you want to be in the wedding and i was like yeah sure i was like you need me to get ordained and she was like jokingly like yeah and so i did so i went online i got ordained in like 10 minutes and uh so then i started looking up these ceremonies like months and months and months away right or months ago i was like looking up how to do ceremonies and stuff like that well, then it's closer like closer we got to time a couple months out i was like yo i don't think i can do this like i'm a i'm not a very good public speaker and b like you're my best friend like if i mess up your wedding like i have to live with that forever if i mess up like a stranger's wedding or like just an acquaintance's wedding you know what i mean like then the pressure is so much like like it's just not as bad Mm-hmm. But if you mess up your best friend's wedding, oh no, oh no. Well, and if if you nail it too, then on the other side of it, I'll I'll spin you around again. Is like it, it could have made it even more special though too, you know, because you because it was such a challenging thing to do. That is very true. Yeah, that is very true. But I was looking at it from more of like a uh, like a pessimistic like viewpoint where i was like oh if if i mess up it's over i can never go around these people ever again even though like they're like my <laughs> lifelong best friends i was like i can't do it oh well you already started off with, if with a cool um efficient name like father josh thomas like come on I, i'm like i'm like a slightly less cool version of like father john misty yeah exactly which is yeah. possibly the coolest name ever Mm-hmm. yeah i like that guy he's yeah he's, cool. he's pretty good he's pretty good. yeah what uh like so musically what are you doing lately um so i'm learning how to uh do good recordings so i'm using logic to uh make songs and right now like i don't have an exact plan i was working with a a group of guys you know trying to be the one hit wonder and it just it's it falls apart the wheels the wheels are falling off a little bit and but I'm, i'm still writing though and i know i need to do that I, like if I keep that going, then eventually I'm gonna like run into somebody or um, like where we're gonna be able to create something awesome. So I, I'm just like keeping my skills up and then uh, and then uh, like learning this recording software too. So like at nighttime, I'll uh, get everything else done that I need to with the house and school, and then from like like 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. I'm just like trying to arrange songs. So after I'll send you like like two samples of ones that are like pretty aggressive rock, and and I don't I typically would write on an acoustic, but I'm I'm recording on electric. You'll see like they're pretty aggressive. Like I sent you I sent you my one song after we talked uh, that was more of like I would say like a stoner rock kind of mm-hmm. like like jam rock almost uh, like style, and then these ones are more like heavy heavy-ish so I don't really know what I want to do I want to get like a, I want to keep just practicing writing songs and then um, eventually have like 12 10 to 12 that I would turn into an album and then and then get some musicians to come in and play on them I've I found a bunch of uh, cool subreddits where there's people that will like mix your stuff for free or they'll be like oh I'm a bass player and I can hop on something so I want to have like songs arranged and be and just say, take this, I, I made a stupid bass line in here. I want someone that actually plays bass to come in here and lay something down. But I want the whole song arranged beforehand. I don't want to show up to the, I don't want to show up to the game with, no you know, 
Right, exactly. Like I have like I have this riff and that's all I have. Like um no, I want like most of most of everything figured out and then um be it some uh hire some people some to play on musicians. it. Yeah, exactly. And I like I, I have buddies that I I know a lot of people that play music but they don't have the recording gear, so I'm just uh it talks to them like the in that one song I sent you, the Scary Night. I had uh, my lead guitarist buddy is just an insane shredder. Like I know that like I like and I think about that when I'm writing. Like what could I be playing underneath that if someone was shredding over this, it would sound insane. So you'll see that with the two with the two track samples. I'll send you after we're done here, and you'll you'll be like, oh, I could hear I could hear someone just ripping a lead on this thing. So I. Uh... I listened to uh, your last one that you released. Uh, right away? Yes, right away. Yes, I listened to it. You were a very talented musician, man. And the first time that we talked, you introduced yourself. You said, yes, I'm trying to be a one-hit wonder on a Bud Light commercial. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this dude has zero aspirations. And then I listened to your music, and I was like, actually, that could be the greatest, <laughs> the single greatest thing in the world. Because, like, you're fucking talented, dude. That was with a guy from the Netherlands. That that was uh, that was his song, and he's like, "I don't like the way that my voice sounds. Does someone else want to sing on it?" And then he just posted it, and I grabbed it, and then uh, or like I PM'd him, and he sent me the files, um, and then I recorded it, and then sent it back to him, and he mixed it, and then like a couple months later, like I totally forgot about it, and then he's like, "Oh hey, here it is," and he had that cool little like visual on it too of yeah, the, the little bug. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that was cool. I thought that was so you. Like when I seen the bug, I was like, "Oh, that's definitely Pat." Like hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it dude, it seriously it impressed me. When so after we got done recording our first podcast together, you sent me your music too, and I listened to it then. And I I told you right then and there, I was like, "Bro, this is a like this is a legit EP. Like, like this is good." Um, you know who you remind me of? Kind of is Tame Impala. Cool, I like him a lot. So yeah, it's, Kevin uh... Kevin Parker is a wizard, bro. I that's he's I got some see, good uh, good sounds coming out of him. That'd be cool. I f- feel like I only go backwards. I like that song a lot. I cover that acoustic when I pl- when I used to play shows uh, acoustic like solo. You're gonna hate me, but my favorite Tame Impala song is "The Less I Know, The Better," which is everybody's oh, yeah, everybody's yeah, first yeah. favorite Tame Impala that's, song. But for me, like, it's such a good it's such a good jam, dude. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to like a lot of reggae and a lot of like ska bands or like bands um like that dub style dude like i've been listening to like well a like sublime is like king like sublime mm-hmm. is like one of my all-time favorite bands but i've been listening to like a lot of stick figure a lot of revolution iration like stuff like that um and so i actually made a playlist and i i titled it like surfing days because like that's like what that music reminds me of is like just days on the beach and like hanging out and having a good time and like drinking a beer out by the ocean and i put the less i know the better in that um in that playlist just because like that song like for me is like so nostalgic you, like, you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that's it's good yeah, yeah i like it it's a good beat i like that song a lot i'm thinking of uh, 40 ounces to freedom with sublime too and you could they do cores uh 40s maybe you should get into that you just oh. get in the 40 ounce 40 ounce game i want to uh <laughs> i want to do edward 40 hands you, know? you ever done one uh, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. And it, it didn't go very well, dude. I ended up getting trashed. I was pretty. I was pretty. So, I there's. I have a theory about Edward, Edward Forty Hands. For anybody that's listening and doesn't know what Edward Forty Hands is, it's when you take 
240s, you hold them in your hands, and you have your buddies duct tape it to your hands, and you cannot get them unduct taped until you finish the 40. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I, have, I have this theory where you will only do that if you're already trashed. Like, if you're already pretty buzzed, that's when that's a good idea. The idea comes to you, and you're like, yeah, that we should definitely do that right now. Yeah, so I was already pretty smacked, and uh, and I say smacked, and I was pretty drunk, not, you know, not on actual smack. I was pretty, I was pretty lit up from the floor up uh, on some jello shots and some Jaeger bombs, and I was like, hey, let's go to the fucking Circle K, and let's buy some, some 40s. And so, of course, I done it with one Colt 45 and one... Um, Oh, we? God, the Steel Reserve. Oh, oh. yeah. So it, I, so I had them take the lids off for me, and on um, both of them. And so I, I took a drink of each, and I decided the Steel Reserve was worse. So I had to drink it first. Wait, what do you mean? You took they took the lids off for you? They took the lids off both of them for me. Oh, after it was duct taped to your hands. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I didn't want just one to be open at a time, which I guess is like the smart way to go. I wanted both of them to be open so I could mm-hmm. taste them because I'd never had them before. And, keep the uh, bicep curls for yeah, those. Yeah, curls keep it, for the girls. Keep them even. Kicks get chicks and curls get the girl. No, um, I, I had to drink the Steel Reserve first, and midway through I was like, yo, I might vomit right now, <laughs> and it would probably taste better than the Steel Reserve. I did one, my only one that I've ever done, and then we've done, I've done it with bottles of wine too. That's a different story. Edward wine hands, but uh, the at the Edward forty hands I used I used uh, we had Schlitz. Oh God. Yeah, and we, and we ended up getting uh, asked to leave a hockey game after you know a couple what? hours. You know what, dude? If you're not getting asked to leave a hockey game, you didn't get the full <laughs> price of admission. You know what I'm saying? Hockey oh. games are meant to be chaos on earth, like pure chaos. I went to a um, I went to a minor league hockey game because you can still fight in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. And the mascot was just sitting in the in the crowd with us, and I literally looked over at him, and literally plain as day, after a big fight broke out on the ice, he just goes, well, fuck, and just started walking up the steps and left. And I don't even know where, like, I don't know where he went. Like, I don't, I don't he might have literally left for the game, but he was just like, well, fuck, and just dipped. I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> it's a weird move. It's a, it's a power move, honestly. To just, he did, to just be the mascot, to be chilling in the crowd, and then your whole team is, like, getting fucking put in the box, and you're just like, you know what, I'm just going to put myself in a box and go home. <laughs> yeah, sign out, I'm done. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> nice. Well, I have a, my questions. I have a goal yeah. to go to Nashville and throw a catfish on the ice and get kicked out. Is that is that something that happens like uh, regularly? Is that a thing? It's a it's a, it's a Nashville Predators thing. Uh, it's like a little tradition where somebody in the crowd will throw a catfish on the ice. It's called drop the fish. And uh, yeah, I want to definitely I want to be sitting close enough that I can smuggle a catfish in through my hoodie pocket and just chuck it onto the ice and get ejected immediately. Are you gonna have it wrapped up in saran wrap or something? No, or like a ziplock no. bag? Let me tell you, or? the Appalachian American inside me refuses to do that. But I'm how just, isn't I'm that gonna help you get in though with the if it's gonna smell? I don't think they like can, the, I don't think they're the legally catfish. allowed to say, hey you can't come in because you smell <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Or like I can see like catfish whiskers sticking out of your hoodie pocket. <laughs> 
I'll be like, bro, that's my fucking, that's my, that's my cell phone antenna. No. All right, sounds good to me. Yeah, get in there. <laughs> All right, yeah, get in there, bud. No, Is it dead? Does it have to be dead? Oh, preferably, yeah. <laughs> just a live cat just flopping around. No, I don't it, know if you could like sip it water like in your hoodie or I don't know. I don't really know if fishes work. Do you remember? Did you ever watch Viva La Bam? Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch that episode where they put the fish in the back of Vito's car with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth? No. <laughs> they uh, so they took Don Vito's car and they wrecked it. Yeah, of course they wrecked it. Well, then they they bought him like this little shitty like beater car. Mm-hmm. And so they take this fucking fish and they put it in his back glass where him and Phil, because it's him and Phil riding together, and neither one of them can reach it. And they put a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And uh, they put a camera in there, and so they're driving down the road. And Phil goes, man, did you shower today? And Don Vito's like smelling himself. He's like, yeah, I think so. Why? <laughs> He's like, man, it stinks in here. And he, and Don Vito, you know, that, blah, 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 you know how he mm-hmm. used to do. Uh, so he starts freaking out, and then he looks in the rearview mirror, and he sees the fish. <laughs> it just has a cigarette hanging out of its mouth, and that's like that's one of my goals: is to like get a friend uh, that I can, you know, get access to their vehicle and just put a fish in there with like a cigarette in his mouth, and just dip. We used to do saran like saran wrapping people's cars, or or a cheese on mufflers. Also, one that is a stinky is a oh, stinky game. Yeah. You don't you don't even need to get in the car. You just have to put like pieces of cheese on the exhaust because it's gonna get hot and just smell. Oh, that sounds absolutely terrible. Yeah, it is. Absolutely terrible. I uh, this is gonna sound really gross, and I hope nobody judges me. But I had Chipotle the other day, and I put the like I took leftovers with me, and so I put them in my car, and as I'm like leaving Chipotle. I like I was super excited you know like because you're like oh Chipotle is so good like I'm super pumped about this like I'm gonna have leftovers yada 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 right um so I'm like all right like bet like I'm gonna go home and eat Chipotle so I get home well as soon as I get home I'm like oh I gotta feed the goats I gotta do this gotta do that I gotta change clothes gotta go pick up my daughter Chigotle Chigotle so I forget um like I completely forget that um i have this chipotle in my car and so i went in the house and i done something i came back i got in the car went and got my daughter well then i'm like thinking about it i'm like all right i gotta get this chipotle out of my car like whenever i carry sadie in but i have like all this other shit i gotta carry in too so i forget about it for the day all right one day Mm. perfectly fine well then i get in my car the next morning i see it and i'm like oh i need to throw that away when i get to work and I had, like, a couple water bottles in my floorboard. And um, I had, like, an empty coffee cup, like a styrofoam cup from, like, a racetrack. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw all of them away in the dumpster, like, you know, when I leave when, you know, when I leave work. Because uh, I pass a dumpster on my way home. So I was like, all right, I'm going to throw them in the dumpster on my way home, whatever. So I sat the Chipotle in the floorboard of my car, right? Mm-hmm. So then um, I end up going on call. And I'm not driving my vehicle for a week. Mm. So then I, I completely forgot about it because, you know, like when you go on call, like you get all the stuff you need, like your cell phone chargers and everything. So I get everything I need out of my car, forget about this Chipotle, this coffee cup, and these water bottles. So then I got in my car the other day, dude, and I literally was fucking gagging while I'm driving. Oh, I had no. to roll down every single window, dude. 
and I literally, I, like, I know this is going to sound super bad, I pulled into a gas station, pulled up to the gas pump just to throw away my trash and just dipped. I was like, yo, like. How does that, why is that bad? Well, because I just literally pulled in between two parking spots. Like, like you know, like how gas pumps, like you can fit two cars. Like, yeah. So I pulled right in the middle. Like, like where, <laughs> like, I didn't give a fuck. Dude. Like, if you're trying to get gas, fuck you right now. Like, I've got to throw this shit away. Like, it was so bad, dude. It's just that cheese, bro. Like, when it sits for, like, a week, it's like hell on earth, bro. How much money would you need to be paid to take a bite of it? I, like, genuinely, you couldn't pay me enough. No way. There's got to be a price. Dude, it stank so bad, bro. I don't... What's your price? $10,000. That? That's it? Yeah. I'll take a bite. Bro, you didn't smell this shit. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's hard. I don't have the frame of reference for it, so it's it's a difficult question Man, to answer. It was, it was just, it was just bad. It was bad, dude. I was like, I can't do this. Like this is, like it, it stressed me out. Like while I'm driving and I'm gagging, I'm like, yo, why did I do this to myself? Now, there was some implications, you know, to the story. You got the you got on a call thing. There's you know, some curveballs thrown your way. You're taking care of your Chagotle uh, restaurant. Yeah. You got a lot of stuff going on. Um, what's going to be some of my homework that uh, I need to do for the next time we get to talk? I know I need to listen to Brand New. Yes. And, and, and I know I need to read um, about Pizzagate and read some emails. That's And then also possibly read one of the uh, first three volumes of Come for Bigfoot. You don't have to do that. I don't want you to. to oh, okay. You know, I'll scratch that. Whenever you come back, because I'll I'm scratch still not that out. <laughs> no, man, that's about it, man. Listen to brand new. Uh, check out Phone Soap, bro. And I uh, did. I was looking at that thing. Yeah, that's... check out Phone Soap. Listen to brand new, and then check out Pizzagate, bro. And uh, you know, big middle fingers up to Hillary Clinton, John Podesta, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, Jizwell, Jizlane Maxwell. Middle fingers up to all them, dude. Is that how you say her name? Is it? It's Jizlane. Jizlane. That's how I say it. Yeah, I mean it's kind of ironic, I think. It's probably they probably spell it or they probably pronounce it some other way, but I don't, uh, I don't negotiate with terrorists. So the Jizz Palace, Jizz Lane, the Jizz, the Jizz Palette. Yeah. I don't know, dude. She's a piece of shit, dude. I hope, <laughs> I hope she gets everything that they can throw at her. Pat, this has been absolutely incredible, bro. If people want to find you after this, how would they go about that? Sink into Sunday on instagram i think that's the only thing i'm on right now for that i also don't know like where to like upload like i've uploaded on soundcloud this would be a question for you too i'd have because you've been in the in the game longer than i have is like i, I tried to upload to itunes at one point but it was it was like too frustrating and i didn't couldn't figure out how to do it so like i'll just i'll just use upgrade my uh no not spotify uh, soundcloud so i could put as many uh tracks and podcasts on it as possible what do you use I tell you what, whenever we get finished, I will help you get all of your stuff onto uh, iTunes and Spotify and the surrounding networks. Um, mm, but yeah, thank you. Yes, it's very difficult, actually, bro. Like, I mean, like it's not difficult, but it's difficult to figure out. Like, it took me a long time to figure out how to do everything. Yeah, it's a lot of googling. I just got fed up with it. I'm like, I'm just gonna do what I know how to do right now, and then I'll figure it out later. So. Cool. All right, All right man. Pat, Thanks. This has been 
Incredible, bro, as always. I owed you because we had the rain check the last time. That was oh, my. I, man, you don't know me nothing. You know I like talking to you. It, we, I, yeah, I, if you were in my shoes, you would have understood why I uh, totally dad brained out on on that day. So. No, bro, I don't mind at all. All right, brother, this has been absolutely incredible. Everybody, if you are listening, go to phonesoap.com. Use code takedown. Go to Future Kimonos if you're looking for a brand new jujitsu gi, brand new rash guard, any kind of other cool shit that you might need. Uh, check out futurekimonos.com. The link is in our bio. Once again, go check out Sink Into Sunday. I just had my uh, my narrator voice on once again. Uh, but wait, there's more. Go uh, go check out Pat uh, on Instagram. It's at Sink Into Sunday. Check him out. Give him a follow. Listen to his podcast. He has a very badass voice, and he's a very badass dude. And uh, once again, bro, I appreciate it. Thank you. Nice talk with you, man. Yes, Stay sir. well.